Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on the island of relevancy known as PHNX. I am your tribal chief, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. This is my wise man. He's also the, known as Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Uh, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Jesse, Corbin Carroll is already the greatest Arizona Diamondbacks player to ever live. Is that facts? Facts or not facts? I think it is facts. I think it's facts, I think it too. is facts. Uh, welcome in, everybody. <laughs> you heard we, it here first. We, you heard it here first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but before we get to that, the D-backs did make a move um, for the bullpen, if you want to call it that. Just not a very significant one. Uh, per Bob Nightingale, the D-backs have signed veteran reliever uh, and, and former closer Juris Familia to a minor league contract with an invite to their major league spring training camp. And I guess without... Sounding like I'm insulting the man too much. I my question, Jesse, is is why? <laughs> I don't think this. I mean, I don't think why is that hard of a question to answer, right? I okay. mean, this is something that every single team does, right? Once you get close to spring training, you sign your your non roster invitee guys, right? Mm-hmm. So the D backs sign Jury's familiar to a minor league deal with an invite to big league camp. He'll have an opportunity to come in and try to win a role. Anyone who is critical of this move probably doesn't fully understand the process if i'm if i'm being honest because this is a minor league deal so there's basically zero risk in a move like this for the d-backs and granted there might not be much reward either jerry's familia was not a particularly effective reliever last year but it's a kind of a situation where you hope you catch lightning in a bottle and if you don't it's a minor league deal and you don't really have anything to lose in a situation like this so that's a great this is just run-of-the-mill business as usual not the kind of thing you can really be critical of, in in my opinion. Well, like you said, not critical because it's not like it's any kind of major deal. It doesn't. No, they're the not. Roster. This isn't a repeat of oh, the D backs signed a thirty eight year old to come and try <laughs> yeah, to close. This is not go. that. Marvel this is a, all over again. This is a minor league deal, and uh-huh. and Familia has been around for a while, but he's thirty three years old. He's not as sure. as as old as some of the other guys that have br- sure. been brought in the last few years. Maybe you feel like he still has something in the tank. Uh, he does have not only the, the one thing that a lot of guys right now in the bullpen don't really have besides Mark Melanson, and that's experience. Yeah. Uh, he was also one of the Mets' best relievers for you know a period of time. So, I mean, it's not to say that the guy didn't uh, wasn't effective a, as a reliever just a short time ago. However, uh, his numbers over the last few years don't look great. I think last year he put up an ERA over six. 6.09 yeah, last that's year. that's not ideal. But not ideal. Uh, again, like you said, there's not very much risk here, and, no. and the reward could be significant. And uh, you know, who knows, right? You're going to see more of these too. This is just what teams do leading into spring training. You want to create, you know, a, a competitive environment Correct. where there are guys trying to compete for roles and whatnot. And I imagine there's a few more moves like this around the corner. As far as actually improving the bullpen, you know, in a more reliable fashion. That's something that we haven't seen, and 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 we might not see it at this point. As we talked about yeah. the other day, it seems like the D-backs. Um, I'm sure they're still open to possibly adding to the bullpen in a in a major league contract sort of a way. Um, but there aren't any super clear routes to do that at this point. So we'll see. And I think that they just have some maneuvering to do, which will happen when spring comes around. Once they open up camp, pitchers and catchers report, which. It's not that far away, by the way, baseball fans. Uh, and they can start taking a look at these guys, seeing who could potentially fill these roles that they still might have gaps you know, to, to fill, honestly. You have the bullpen, obviously, which still has uh, you know, some, some, some problems there. Uh, and, and I think positionally they're okay, but 
there there's still going to be some positional battles out there, and I don't think anything is a given. I don't think anybody has won third base yet. Obviously, I I don't even really feel that Nick Ahmed. It's going to be hard for Evan Longoria to mess things up in spring training. Honestly. No, no, I, no, totally. You're not wrong. It's like Nick. I think Nick is most likely going to be their shortstop. I just don't. What I I guess my thought is nothing is nothing is given. Uh, yeah, not even true. not even outfield, center field, left field, right field. Like all of this can all be shifted based on performance and and where they think guys can excel at. Honestly, so yeah, um, it's it's going to be great to watch, and it's right around the corner, and we get to watch it all the time, all the time, right here in baseball nirvana. But all right, Derek, you're you're a betting man. Let's go, and you're trying to figure out who the D backs closer will be as of opening day. Mm-hmm. Who, who you putting your money on right now? Mark Melanson. Really, I am putting my money on Mark really? Melanson. Yep. I think Mark Melanson. Uh, I think he bounces back. I think he bounces training, back looks a in better. spring training. I think he maybe he even takes the offseason workout a little different, you know, because of of his lack of success last year and you know the way he struggled. Who knows? I mean, this is a guy probably that takes a lot of pride in, in the role that he that he's had, and he he always did the work quietly. You know, like again when he led the league in yeah. saves for the Padres, you wouldn't really think of him as being the top closer in all of major league. Yeah. Baseball. People were pretty shocked last year when, the, when the D backs got him and it was like, Oh man, this guy led the league in saves last year. What? Yeah. So <laughs> I, he kind of goes under the radar because he's not an overpowering guy, you know, where you see video of him on social correct. media circulating all the time. I, I lean right now towards the veteran guys getting those positions. Nick Ahmed at shortstop, Evan Longoria at third and given know, Tori Lovello's Mark track record, that's definitely the proper way to yeah. lean. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but we have bigger news that could affect the uh, entire franchise. Diamond Sports LLC, the parent company for regional sports networks such as Bally Sports Arizona, is preparing for bankruptcy, as many of you may have seen. Uh, and of course, this uh, the the this is the primary uh, primary financial supporter of the Arizona Diamondbacks. You could say, as far as their uh, as far as that television contract goes, and the amount of money that the Diamondbacks were being paid for it. There's a lot of things that could happen here. It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out, to be honest. Um, MLB did hire Billy Chambers, as we talked about, to yeah. get the RSN rights back under MLB control or at least figure out some sort of plan that makes sense. Um, so this could be part of that plan, right? Waiting for essentially Diamond Sports LLC to to claim bankruptcy or to really reach out to try to get those rights back. I'm sure they're worth a ton of money, and I can only imagine how this whole thing does play out. I know a lot of people have criticized Bally Sports for the lack of streaming options or, you know, again, just the blackouts and the way that the rules and the agreement. That's not really Bally Sports' fault. Well, no, I know. Right. That's not. But it's I'm saying it's the black the blackout rules for for baseball don't help them at all. A lot of the things that they have been doing as far as streaming goes seems very archaic considering at one time major league baseball was on the cutting edge of streaming services they really were they were one of the first sports especially considering how complex it was for the length of their season to kind of have this ironed out i remember i think when the wwe uh launched a network of course here we go oh there's there's going to be more there's always always a w started off with wwe talk jesse there's (laughs) talk in the middle and it's going to end with it too um but they i think that when they did their infrastructure it was based on mlb like networks you know, infrastructure that they had in place yeah. or, or the the plan. But I remember back in, what was it, maybe 2012, 2013, MLB.TV, mm-hmm. you know, was very much a thing. You could stream four games at once. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I didn't really pursue other streaming services for other sports at the time, but it did feel like that was kind of a unique thing. Like, like Major League Baseball, like you're saying, really was kind of at the forefront of, of streaming and whatnot. Um, but yeah, there's just this blackout thing, right? That's that's kind of. Um, I don't know. It's it's gotten a very Blackouts suck. They fucking they, suck. They do. Jesse. They absolutely do. And and I guess I said earlier it's not really Bally Sports' fault. I I guess in a sense it is. I mean, the reason that we have blackouts is because uh Diamond Sports LLC, right, which which owns Bally Sports, they operate under that name. Um, they're paying for the exclusive rights. Right. Yeah. And that's so that's, I don't mean it like in a villainous way, but it's right. like by by acquiring those rights and by setting the rules that they set in place for how far that blackout travels, right? Right. People in Las Vegas can't watch Diamondbacks games. You have fans in California that can't watch Diamondbacks games. And I don't think that was ever the intention of, of these regions, you know, of, of, of stretching out yeah. that far, but it does. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a silly system. It's it, Bally is not the only ones, you know, to do this. There are other regional sports networks that have similar deals around the Correct. game. So it's not just Correct. them, but, but yeah, it's, it's just an issue with how, you know, these regional sports networks at large have operated for quite some time. Well, I mean, it's there's all sorts of stupid shit. Uh, Sunday Ticket on DirecTV, even though I have the channel, uh, the Channel 5 or Channel 10, the local affiliate, and there's a game on there. And under my, you know, uh, Sunday package, Sunday Ticket package, that game on that channel is blacked out because I need to switch back to Channel 5 and watch it. And it's like, what does it matter I literally have both <laughs> channels. Why can't I have this all in a nice line where I can go up and down the 10 channels and watch all the football Because that games? would be entirely too convenient, ah! Derek. That would be way too convenient. <laughs> we have a couple people in the comments saying uh, put the D-backs back on channel 3. Gabriel oh. mentioned that. Well, it's funny you bring that up because non-affiliated local stations may be in the mix as well, by the way. Uh, Arizona's family locked down, which is channel 3 and channel 5, uh, they locked down the rights for the Phoenix Rising games. So no, it's not it's not the Phoenix Rising. It's just for Phoenix. It's just they're they're Phoenix Rising. You're not allowed to use articles in front of this. Owen, our guy who covers Phoenix Rising, is very particular about this. So I have I to correct be, you, I will Derek. Not be I'm fucking sorry. Corrected. I will not be. <laughs> I, I think Phoenix it's Phoenix Rising. Detestable. It is the Phoenix Rising. <laughs> Uh, and I will I will say the Phoenix Suns, the Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is the Phoenix Rising. They, I don't care what Derek. Owen it's fucking soccer. thinks. They, they play by different rules. I don't care they play what by Max different thinks rules. either. What do you mean? <laughs> Apparently, Owen says that there's no the in front of Phoenix Rising. You don't Rising. say the it's Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising. You say Phoenix Rising. He is always wrong. Okay, see, there we go. see, that's we've confirmed. <laughs> uh, anyway, they, Arizona's family locked down the rights for phoenix rising whatever they could be yeah i mean this is more speculative than anything else For but sure. it, it it is reasonable to think that that is a route that you know we, we could see pursued later on uh gabriel ferris says i still have the channel 3 d-backs picture frame giveaway from like 20 years ago let's there you go. go yeah you do by the way uh <laughs> speaking of that let's get can we can we get a look at at our uh producer Damon's shirt really fast because we need this on camera. Get over here, fella. Uh, look at this beautiful work of art right here. Uh, look at that. Going, going, Gonzo. He wore this for us. That's why That's why he's becoming my favorite producer. But uh, that is a fantastic shirt. And uh, I, I, love, I love coming across that kind of stuff. I found one in my garage that was like the World Series uh, championship shirt, the black one. And like, I don't even want to wear it. I just want to put it in a picture frame and leave yeah, it there. Yeah, right. Know? It is actually really nice artwork, but uh, it's just interesting to see what's going to happen with the Arizona Diamondbacks television rights. I know that, honestly, I think a lot of people would take, you know, maybe the rights being spread out a little more 
rather than it being all on one network if it makes it a little bit more accessible yeah. to watch the games. The, the speculation is that Major League Baseball will ultimately take over the rights for all of the teams, or at least the teams that are under Diamond Sports LLC, um, and they would become the ones with with primary control. And they could look to do that for all of the regional sports networks in baseball, where Major League Baseball just has the rights to all of the broadcasts, which would potentially end blackouts, right? We've had mm-hmm. that conversation before. I don't know if we're necessarily heading that direction. As of right now, it sounds like um, Diamond Sports LLC is, is financially very much underwater. Um, but it looks like what's currently in place is a sort of restructuring where the current investors in Diamond Sports LLC, some of that debt would basically be turned into equity for them. Um, so as as investors, obviously what they've invested in is not uh, not panned out particularly well. But there are ways to kind of restructure things so that those investors um, essentially, you know, kind of take over and, and kind of bail out Diamond Sports LLC from the situation that they're in. So that's kind of where we seem to be headed for for the moment. Um, in that case, would they re- continue to retain the rights to baseball games? And would this all theoretically, I think they would continue. But I also think there's a fair amount of doubt about whether or not that actually happens when it's when it's all said and done. From a D-backs perspective, the concern is that clearly the amount of money that that Diamond Sports LLC has been shelling out to all of these teams for these exclusive broadcast rights is not sustainable. It's not worth what what Diamond paid for it. And for the D-backs, that's a big problem because a substantial revenue stream for them is their TV money. And so there's a theory that, you know, maybe the Diamondbacks are a little bit hindered right now in terms of spending just because they don't know the future of this situation. There is a very real possibility that their payout from TV revenue gets cut down significantly as a result of this. And that would also, of course, have an impact on how much money the team is bringing in and how much money they're able to spend. I know there's no way for you to know this, but do you think that Billy Chambers could work with them in the restructuring that maybe the RSNs give up some of their exclusivity yeah. to the rights? It's a good question. To maybe allow like at least blackouts not to occur. or You know, I mean, I, like the wildest thing to me is like I, I get the idea here that you want to be the only one showing the games. But am I going to really like log in to my, you know, extra innings account when I'm at home? to watch a Diamondbacks game if, if I'm here in Phoenix? Or am I going to turn it on, on on my DirecTV channel and go to Bally Sports and watch it? I'm most likely going to do that, yeah. right? So, like, I only feel like the uh, lack of blackouts being involved only helps the product get yeah. viewed by more people and allow people not to have something else to be angry at baseball about. Yeah, I mean, the the fewer things we have for people to be angry at baseball about, the better, right? <laughs> the better. So hopefully somehow that comes out of this. I, I don't know if I foresee things just kind of continuing on right. as usual because those those investors, even with this restructuring, I think would be likely to try to sell mm-hmm. very quickly thereafter. So even if this restructuring does happen, it doesn't mean it's going to be business as usual. I think they would try to sell, and I think Major League Baseball would probably be at the forefront of trying to take over those rights Maybe that brings blackouts to an end in the relatively near future. Yesterday, we talked about Art Moreno not selling the Angels, but we said that after his investment 20 years ago, that Art Moreno could have walked away with $2.3 billion in profit. Yeah. Profit. Now, the wildest thing to me is that he would have sold the Los Angeles Angels organization for a rumored $2.5 billion with a B. Remember, that's important here. Uh, But 
A, bil- a billion seconds is how many years again? A billion seconds is 31 years. 31 a million years. seconds is 12 days. Don't ever forget it. Uh, <laughs> but Sinclair bought the rights to uh, the, the regional sports networks from both uh, Fox Sports and from Disney. To Disney. And, and they for paid ten, an 10 absurd billion, amount of 10 money. 10 billion. They could have bought five franchises, maybe even six or seven at the time, instead of buying the regional sports network rights for the amount that they invested in it. And as we saw with Art Moreno's investment, maybe that would have been a little bit more worthwhile of an investment to make money on. I don't yeah. know, but this whole thing is crazy. Uh, the entire it does not seem like it was a wise investment on Sinclair's part. And for that, no, <laughs> for that, we're going to go ahead and give it the OG's performance to forget. That's right. It's our performance to forget brought to you by friends at OG's. Sometimes games are the performance to forget, but sometimes investments are the performance to forget. So make sure to check out our friends at OG's in case you have a performance you want to forget uh, or you know what? A performance you want to make better uh, no matter what. Get them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 or over to enjoy. And make sure to check out their brand new strawberries and cream flavor hitting the shelves very soon. It is their happy balance. Uh, two One-to-one CBD to THC ratio. As we talked about, it's all about it's all about making you feel good without some of the things uh, that that usually you, you, you connect to feeling good with, with uh, edibles and other marijuana products. So uh, check that out. Like I said, at your local dispensary, uh, talk to your bud tender about them. They'll do a much better job of explaining to you uh, the, the difference between CBD and THC than I ever could because there are a bunch of geniuses that work in there. Uh, but not just OGs. We also have our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Whether you're an underdog or an overdog, you know you can win in a multiple number of ways over at Underdog Fantasy, either through their daily fantasy sports where you can battle five of your friends and win some cold hard cash, or in their pick'em games where you can just pick higher or lower for a number of categories. Basketball, football, baseball, doesn't matter. I've told you guys we're riding on pitch counts this fall, uh, or I'm sorry, this this spring. So make sure to be with me here on the Underdog Fantasy, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna do it as a family under over. We're gonna add five legs. We're gonna win ourselves some money. And if you are brand new to the Underdog Fantasy app, uh, you can get yourself a free $100 match by Underdog. Uh, It's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with our promo code of PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. And that's a great way to go and have some fun with sports and make some money. Uh, We have more preseason rankings to address Jesse Friedman. Uh, I'm not surprised here. I know you're not surprised here. Uh, but uh, MLB Pipeline is releasing their top 100 prospects list this evening, I believe at uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, but they have released their top prospect for each position. And of course, Corbin Carroll is your top outfield prospect uh, for all of Major League Baseball. Surprised? Nope. Nope. That's it. It's a wrap. Thank you guys for watching. Have a good day. Um, yeah, Corbin Carroll is the number one outfield prospect. That makes me very happy. But I think that Honestly, the thing that surprised me was they released their top 10 and right there at number four was Drew Jones. Yeah. Too early for that? Maybe? Maybe? I don't know, man. I mean, Drew Jones, there's a reason, you know, a lot of people viewed him as the best overall prospect in a pretty strong draft, right? This this last year, Uh, the D-backs did very well for themselves by all accounts getting him at number two. So, um Yeah, I mean, it, it it might feel a little crazy to, you know, put a guy who's who's coming out of high school and, you know, had one batting practice session and blew out a shoulder and had surgery. And, you know, we haven't seen him in a professional game setting yet. Uh, but you know that this next year is going to be big for him. I think, uh, you know, he's going to come out and probably play in Visalia 
I imagine, for a good portion of the year. Uh, you know, maybe he's able to, to work his way up to Hillsborough by the end of the season. Maybe Amarillo. I uh, wouldn't wouldn't really expect that. No, but that's, that's a bit much. Um, but I mean, we did just see Jordan Lawler go from no, the Arizona yeah. Complex League to Amarillo and finish the year with you know a 900 OPS in the fall league. So. Uh, we've seen some some pretty fast progressions already in the system. Drew Jones is widely viewed as a guy who could have a similar trajectory. Drew Jones could possibly debut the same year that his father goes into the Hall of Fame, potentially. That is. I didn't notice that. I didn't think about that. Right? The timeline might match up a little bit. Because I know Drew. I know Andrew he, Jones. Andrew is Jones, is, he's on the edge. He's, he's on, on the edge. He's on the edge. Yeah, look, if, if Scott Rowland is in, Andrew Jones is in, that's just my opinion. Andrew Jones, you know, the, the issue with Andrew Jones is that if you look at his numbers after age 30, I believe, Andrew Jones is not a very good baseball player anymore. We all his, give up his, after 30 sometimes, Jesse. That's not his fault. That's the way the world works. Well, you're still here, right? Well, I mean, that doesn't mean I haven't given up. <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm not playing professional ball, am I? I'm just saying. He did have right. a 17-year career in the majors. Like That's not very normal for guys to he have did. that long of a career. And for more than half of it to be you winning gold gloves. And yeah. you being at the top of your game as far as an outfielder goes. But the crazy thing about it is... His son is taller than him. He's more athletic than him. And to be honest, he he grew up in that house. He grew up with him as, as a father. And it's like, I can only imagine the, I guess, on one hand, pressure, much like what we were talking about with Corbin Carroll, the pressure, you know. But uh, the fact that, uh, you know, he... Oh, Michael, no. Michael, no. Michael said there's Andrew Jones and fat Andrew Jones. Is that like fat Elvis and regular Elvis? I feel like it is. Um, with less drugs involved, obviously, but, uh, no, I just think that, um, you know, again, when, when you grow up with your dad being such a fantastic baseball player, I can only imagine the wisdom that has been imparted on you, not only from him, but from yeah. other people that he knows, uh, his teammates, his friends that are also ball players. You also have the fact that like, you just get that earlier start, you know, than somebody that doesn't have that pedigree and doesn't have that family, you know, involved. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what's what's wild to me that I'm just noticing? Andrew Jones debuted at age 19. He was <laughs> 19 years old and 100 19 years and 114 days old That's when crazy. he debuted. Drew Jones is right now 19 years is old. Is 19 years and 59 days yeah. old right now. Yeah. So yeah. so he's about 60 days away. <laughs> it would be it would basically be like Drew Jones being on the D-backs opening day <laughs> roster, which is absolutely wild. Uh but I mean we're not going to see Drew Jones at 19, but could we see Drew Jones in the majors at 21? I think I think there's a case for that. Like, I think that's actually possible. Um, and that's why, you know, he's showing up on lists as, as high as he is. Well, we've talked about his grades, 70 field, 70 run. He could probably power. play. He could probably play a big league caliber center field <laughs> right now. Yeah. I think Drew, yeah. I think you could have Drew Jones, your starting center fielder. I think you'd be pretty darn good. Um, but there's obviously quite a bit of progression that has to happen on the offensive side, and that's really what he's going to be focusing on over the next couple of years. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait for him. I really can't. And I can't wait to at least be able to see him play, see clips from him from the minor We are going to be obsessing over oh, Drew God. Jones' box yeah. scores. All the time. Uh, all the entire season. Yeah. <laughs> we are going wrong. to do a Drew Jones box score check-in on basically every single episode of this show yeah. because the D-backs, like... I don't know. Jordan Lawler, very highly touted, but Drew Jones is the son of a baseball legend and was taken even higher in the draft than Jordan Lawler was. Yeah. 
He's he is arguably like the biggest name, most highly touted prospect that the D-backs have ever had. Maybe Justin Upton back in the day, really big name, yeah. taken first overall. I don't think Dansby Swanson compares, honestly. No, He's no, a, no. He was taken first overall, but that was a relatively weak draft. So it's going to be fun just watching Drew Jones's progression and kind of seeing how his game translates into the pros. And we get to watch these guys at different levels. Jordan Lawler, like you said, uh, probably Amarillo, maybe even sees Reno Aces by the end of this year, right? Yeah, I mean Jordan Lawler. I think you could. I think you could see Drew, Jordan Lawler in the majors at the end of the year. That's honestly, yeah, I mean Corbin true. Corbin Carroll, right? Started last season in Double A, was very good there. Worked his way up to Triple A, was good there. We weren't sure if we were going to see him, but we did. And I think the D backs yeah. with you know the the new rules in the CBA about starting a guy on you know from the get go in the majors. Um, I think that added a lot of incentive to bring a guy up in September. And then, you know, start them, kind of have them hit the ground running the following year. So you could very, I could very much see a scenario where the D-backs give Lawler some time in the majors in September and then have him ready to go to potentially be a rookie of the year candidate the following year. If there wasn't enough pressure on Corbin Carroll, considering he is ranked as the number one overall outfield prospect, how about this for pressure? MLB.com released an article naming the top player, projecting the top player for every MLB team for 2023. <laughs> and Corbin Carroll it's was wild. projected to be the best player <laughs> on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, and here's what they said. They said, here's an exciting one. Carroll debuted late last August as the D-backs top prospect and, estab- prospect and established himself as the fastest player in baseball, leading MLB with a 30.7 foot per second sprint speed. Now he's projected to be the Arizona's number one player in 2023, even ahead of Cattell Marte and Zach Gallen with streamer predicting steamer, not streamer, steamer <laughs> predicting uh, 20 homers and 19 steals for, steals for the 22 year old. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I know we've asked this question before, but the more that these articles come out, the more that these rankings and things come out, uh, is all this too much pressure for young Corbin Carroll, perhaps? I don't think Corbin Carroll is the kind of guy who really lets that get to him. Do you think he even acknowledges um, it or like care? Like, do you think uh, uh, like, how, where, like, I mean, where do you fall? Like, it's it's not a bad thing. It's not like it's a review where they're telling you you did awful or whatever. So yeah. it's very complimentary. And, and I'm sure that it's flattering and you want to hear it. But again, like as far as setting expectations and, and creating unnecessary pressure, yeah. do you think it's something that's best just left ignored by I mean, I think you like you don't know how a guy's going to live up to the expectations until you see him in the majors. Right. right? That's the only way you can try. And this is why scouting is so incredibly difficult. You can try to look at a double A or triple A kid and be like, all right, I think this guy has what it takes to handle the pressure of playing in the big leagues. Nobody knows, right. right? Nobody knows until the player gets to the big leagues. And it's not just a mental thing, right? There's a there's a significant transition that has to happen, you know, just from a maturity standpoint in terms of like your on-field skills, right? Like adapting to the majors from AAA to the majors is by far the biggest jump that any player has to make. But from what I saw from Corbin Carroll last year, I didn't see any of those warning signs, mm-hmm. right? He did not. It was not a deer in headlights sort of a thing. I know in his first game, right, Bryce Harper hits a 115-mile-an-hour laser, and and Corbin Carroll, you know, tried to slide, wasn't able to make the play. At that point, maybe you're a little concerned, all right, that maybe this moment is a little big for him. And then, you know, he has one of the biggest hits in the game later on, right? Um, uh, a two-run double that that split the, split the gap going opposite field against a tough lefty on the mound. I think that showed us what we need to know about Corbin Carroll from a mental standpoint, 
at this point, it's just, you know, is he able to adjust as, as opposing pitchers learn more about him? Is he able to make the necessary adjustments? And you won't know until you see it, right? You won't know until we see him on the field every day. Uh, and I, you're absolutely right about that. And I, again, I think that's why we've, we've talked about it. We've kind of joked about it, but none of this, it, none of this is, is like set in stone. Uh, we've seen the crazy predictions no. prior to other seasons and things didn't, uh, you know, live up to the hype or, or you could tell out. Marte was supposed to be the team's best player by far, at least position player. He was supposed into to be 2022. Jesse, according to the MLB network, the best second baseman in all of baseball last year. That's that's true. So just remember that. Anyway, uh, that's what we do on the show. We 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 poke holes in people's theories uh, as well as also support them. Oddly enough, we we, we do both. Uh, but if you get yourself a diehards membership, you would already know that you already know what we do around here. Grab yourself a diehards membership over at gophnx.com to become part of the PHNX family. Get yourself exclusive merch. Get yourself free merch with every uh, every year that you're a member. Also get 20 percent off at the phnxlocker.com. So go there, check out our merch, see what you like. Join us over here. You get exclusive to Jesse's uh, diehard-only content as well as Craig, Gerald, and all of our writers, Howard as well. You also get access uh, to members-only Discord, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. Uh, members-only invites to exclusive events as well as discounts on events uh, and, and partners. So join us. Uh, like, we, like we had our event yesterday at the Four Peaks Brewing Company. Uh, big thanks to Four Peaks, by the way, for having us out. It was an absolute blast. Big thanks to all of you guys, uh, Gabriel, uh, Charles, everybody that came out. Great to see you guys so much. Uh, and I very much enjoyed, I didn't get to try the recreational juice IPA cause they only had it in bottles, Jesse mm. already sold out and tapped mm. out a bit on the kegs, but I did try the staycation super juicy IPA and I enjoyed it very much. So there make sure to get out to four peaks. I did have the chicken tenders. Jesse did have the chicken tenders. We do. We, we were going to even arbitrate the value of chicken tenders and neither <laughs> one of us wanted to take like the lower, right? I was prepared to say that chicken tenders were worth $100. I was prepared to say they were worth $30. And I mean, both of those are far more than Four Peaks charges for them. So we know we value them much more than the franchise does. But that's fine. We know how good they are. And they give you so many. Like, it's so many, Jesse. Yeah. I've never complained about the amount of chicken tenders I've gotten. But oh, thank you, guys. It's like it. the Arizona iced tea thing, right? Like what I was saying about that. It's it's not so worth like value. necessarily what you charge for it. It's worth what people are willing to pay for it. Yeah. And I think for ch for chicken tendies at Four Peaks, mm. clearly they could set the bar a little yeah. bit higher, He's not right? Wrong. I'm pretty sure like 90% of us ordered the chicken tenders oh, yeah. there yesterday. Oh, yeah. So did other people around us. I saw maybe one cheeseburger and I think uh, maybe, maybe. Craig and uh, Sean couldn't decide. So they got like the Philly cheesesteak and the tendies and then they split them, which ah. was probably... The best move anybody made. The that, entire that, day. That, is that was a smart key. Move. That was a key move. But uh, make sure to check out the Super Bowl over at our friends at Four Peaks. The Super Bowl is around the corner. Enjoy a nice Four Peaks beverage during the big game and enjoy all their TVs and all of the chicken tendies. Remember, they got the chicken tendies there. Uh, also, we big thank you to you guys for being here right now in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of the shows go live. Uh, also, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there as well. Leave us a review. We appreciate the feedback. And as always, uh, we thank you guys for being excellent baseball fans, especially not only here, but in the Discord. Jesse's meme uh, gives me life, by the way. I love uh, <laughs> dropping that. Uh, Chris Mountain says, I'm sad I forgot to Four Peaks style my fries. 
What is Ooh, that? What is that? What does that mean? Ooh. I need more information. On is that, that like so is to, it like a special like seasoning that they put on the fries? I don't know. I don't know. I need Chris to fill us in mm. on that. But in the meantime, I'm going to give you guys my DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, I my favorite WWE show of the entire year is right around the corner. It's this weekend. It's Royal Rumble. Here we go again. Royal Rumble. I've tried to tell Jesse about how good the Royal Rumble is. He doesn't want to hear me uh, <laughs> at all. By the way, friend of the show, Mega Ran, was in a Royal Rumble. Uh, much to my, I tried my best to advise him not to do it. Uh, but he was in it, and he made an elimination in the Rumble. So he made me proud. Uh, but then he also got dumped out of the ring and looked like a Family Guy character discarded at the side. So that wasn't great. But right now, over at DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can actually get down on some Royal Rumble picks with their free $25,000 WWE Royal Rumble pool. That means that you don't have to risk a dime, and you can pick from all sorts of options. Uh, they have great options. If you're a wrestling fan, you'll really love how in-depth they get here. They talk about who's going to be eliminated first. They'll talk about all sorts of entrance uh one and two being from the same brand, Raw and SmackDown. Who's going to enter first, Omos or Braun Strowman? Uh, there's there's lots of discussions here. So I'm going to give you a couple of picks here. Uh, I would lean heavily on Bobby Lashley for the number of uh, eliminations there's going to be. Uh, and also Cody Rhodes is my pick. Uh, I don't think The Rock is going to show up, sadly, for those of you that think that that's what's going to happen at the show. Uh, but I'm, I'm either sticking with Cody Rhodes or or my man, Sami Zayn. Those are my picks. Uh, and that's what I'm giving you for the Royal Rumble. Jesse hates this so much. <laughs> and I, that's why I'm doing it. It is really just to drive home the fact that I don't care what Jesse thinks about me. And neither should you. If you love pro wrestling, go out there and watch it. Uh, we get together. We have a fun time. Uh, not only do we bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but we also have an insanely complicated uh, system with an Excel spreadsheet involved and, and money uh, and and who has the most eliminations and points? Uh, it's it, you have it, an Excel spreadsheet for what? For calculating who wins the the bet because we have a point system where it's not just the person that picks the guy that wins the Royal Rumble. You get points for eliminations as well as being the winner, and then it's a cumulative point. So you could potentially win our Royal Rumble pool without actually like picking the winner. It mm -hmm. could just be a guy that throws a lot of people out of the ring, which. It's fun, Jesse. Shout out gonna, to the shout out to the ten percent of our audience who actually know what Derek's talking there about. There right is now. more than ten percent out there. I guarantee <laughs> you. Sound off. I know Mark is with me. This, see, Mark said oh, this is why I'm here. There's a That's disproportionate number for. of them in the chat. Yeah, but, uh, it's like Twitter. I don't it's like know. Twitter. I don't know what the real public opinion is. I only have Twitter to tell me whether or not people <laughs> like this thing or we're doing it right or whatever. But uh, it's very. Uh, I, I will say that I can't wait for uh, baseball season to get here. It's right around the corner. Mm. I know play, play some real bets then. I right? want some real bet. Yeah, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, see, this is risk-free. This is fine. See, this is like saying it's a real sport, Jesse. Say it to the wrestler's face is what I want. Of course, DraftKings. I will. <laughs> of course, DraftKings gives you all sorts of ways to have fun on their app. Uh, four NFL teams remain. Two conference championship games and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You can get down on same game, stepped up parlays, win all sorts of money. Uh, the more legs you add, the more money you win. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX. Like I said, bet that $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly betting on the conference championship. Only, in the, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, and speaking of Megaran, he is actually going to be in San Antonio for the Royal Rumble. 
and honestly, if I was with him, I'd probably use the Game Time app to get myself Ooh, some tickets last go. minute there to the go. Royal Rumble because that's the best way to do it. That's see, I, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm I gotta get a I gotta get a plane. I'm, I'm am I gonna be there? Am I not? I don't know. I can't buy tickets ahead of time, but I could buy tickets last minute if I needed to on the Game Time app. And you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute, not only on sporting events like pro wrestling, but also shows and concerts <laughs> and so much more. So, Are you done? <laughs> I told you, we were beginning, ending, middle, and ending this with this. So fucking buckle up, pal. Uh, save up to 60%, like I said. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. It's the most aesthetically pleasing app, it as is, Jesse would say. It is the he, most. And yes. honestly, I know they're a partner, but... This guy's been on game time for years. That's how he has watched almost every single Arizona Diamondbacks game he's ever gone to. So game I'm pretty related. sure I've I've purchased one dollar tickets on the game time. App <laughs> yeah, let's go. Many many years ago. <laughs> were it's, there uh, were there fees and stuff that were more than a dollar after that point? I imagine I, like tax and stuff has I, to be more than a dollar. <laughs> maybe, but yeah, I, I've gotten more. I've gotten some straight up steals on the game there time app. So definitely check that out. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us. Of course, I appreciate you guys acknowledging me. Thank you so much. There's another one. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, you can get us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Remember, Jesse is too much of a pro to ever wear a Diamondbacks hat like I'm rocking right now. We discussed this before. You do have a good, uh, Michael said it earlier, you have a good Throwback Thursday look. Today. I do. It's a good one, right? I do appreciate I that. Miss, I miss Throwback Thursdays. Bring that back at least. Yeah, the they best. used to, the they used to do shirt. that at the ballpark. They sure That did. seemed like a really good idea to me. I don't know why they got rid of that. I mean, he said it best. Also, FanFest. Anyway, we thank you guys so much for being here. On behalf of Damon, his awesome shirt, Jesse, his lack of Diamondbacks apparel, and my <laughs> Throwback Thursday fit, we appreciate you guys being here. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you are projected to be the best goddamn player on your team.